Welcome to the West Bridgewater Public Library Podcast. I'm Ellen Snow, and the Library Director, and I'm delighted to have with me um, fellow librarian Gail McCarthy and West Bridgewater resident Evie DeLutis. Welcome, ladies. Good afternoon. It's nice will. to be here. We are so excited to have you visiting today because we are very interested in hearing about the Dress a Girl Around the World program. Gail, could you tell us a little bit about that and how we're involved? Sure. So Dress a Girl Around the World is um, under the umbrella of Hope for Women International. And that's an organization that provides for women all over the world. And the Dress a Girl specifically is for the young ladies of the world who live in um, impoverished areas or underserved areas of the world. And their whole mission is to provide one new dress for a little girl. It's probably the only dress this little girl has ever received that's been new. And for modesty reasons and just the idea that um, somebody cares about this little girl enough to make a dress for this little girl. That's wonderful. And how long has this been? Uh, this organization been in effect? It's been around about, uh, I'm going to say, six or seven years. I've been involved for the past three or four years with it. And, Evie, you've been about the past two or three? Three. Three years with yes. it. Yes. Yeah. That's great. And the funny thing is, it's the perfect pandemic project, isn't it, Gail? <laughs> it certainly has been. It certainly has been a good project for people that are stuck in the houses. Um, so what we do is we make dresses for these little girls, and... It starts with a dress kit. So we make up a kit that includes the fabric, the trims, the pocket, the label, and the one little pattern piece. And then the women come and they pick up the kits and sew the dresses, and then they bring them back to us. Evie, how did you get started with this? I walked in he- into the West Bridgewater Public Library one day, and there was an easel with two little dresses hanging from it. And they're so cute, aren't they? They are, and I love to sew, and I love fabric. So I had to go over and touch them and look, all o- look them over and read about it. Um, and then I went home and brought up the website, and um, the Dress a Girl Dress- Around the World okay. website. Yeah. And there was a, there is still a video on it that would melt your heart. Yes, I've seen it too. <laughs> and it's and so I will have the uh, uh, website address on the show notes. Oh, good. So as I, the minute I finished watching that, I thought, why am I not doing this? So I attempted two dresses with the directions that were on the website, brought them in, met Gail. She kind of gave them her approval with a couple of suggestions, which I appreciated. And, um, and then I went home, and I had the two dresses hanging in my car. I went to Bridgewater State University for a meeting, and I met two of my friends there, and I said, take a look at these dresses. And they looked at them, they said, we have to do this. This has got to be a good project. And is it hard, is it a tricky project? Is it difficult, do you have to be an advanced sewer? We've had children as young as seven and eight years old make the dresses for us. Um, So, no, it's a very simple sundress that we make. There are more elaborate patterns you could make, but we don't. We just do the simple sundresses. A lot of these children live in Africa 
or South America where the temperatures really are quite warm. So the simple sundress. And, and there are plenty of jobs for non-sewers as well. So if anybody is interested in becoming part of our organization, we need all kinds of help. Uh, every dress has to be measured, bagged. We include underpants in each of the pockets. Mm -hmm. um, they need to be, you know, organized by size. So there's lots to do. Kits need to be made, pockets cut, straps coordinated. So that's great. Right. So lots, lots of hands. You don't even have to be a sewer to get involved. No, you really don't. And um, fortunately, um, we have received grants from Bridgewater State University oh, that's wonderful. to get us started and we're still receiving them so we were able to purchase some sewing machines and some of the materials that we needed in the beginning um, and we w had been working before pandemic um, was it once every week at the Bridgewater Senior Center right and once every week at the United Methodist Church. Wonderful. And women could come in yeah. and sew, uh, which was wonderful for many of these women because they either live alone, they don't have anybody in their family to sew for, but right. they love to sew. And so it became kind of like the old-fashioned sewing bee. That's wonderful. That's really exciting. Yes. Now, Gail, I know there are some parameters in terms of the kind of material that is approved. Right. So the material should be 100% cotton, and that's just to make it washable. Um, but we try to avoid things like white colors because most of these kids are washing their dresses in rivers or well water. Um, we also try to avoid wild animals on them because some of them, that's a real danger for them. Um, the fabric should not include any food because these children are often underfed children. But just anything bright and colorful, flowers and butterflies and just crazy patterns. Um, people have donated fabric, which is how we get our dress material, mostly through do donations. And the fabrics have been awesome. I think people have really stepped up to do that. Mm -hmm. And to kind of dovetail on what um, Evie was just saying, her group of Bridgewater women have the people come to them. But there's also outreach of this. And I, what, I do a lot of that, so I will go to different communities and do workshops and teach them how to make the dresses, and then they continue on. Um, I've been all over New England actually doing this, and we have a group in Plymouth that works with it, and um, down in Rhode Island. So it's not just Bridgewater, West Bridgewater. This is where we're located, but it's a statewide, in fact, a New England-wide project. That's really wonderful. Yeah. I love the fact that there are lots of ways that people can get involved, either through donation of fabric, putting together the kits. Yes. Um, I, th I know you had some Brownies and Girl Scouts helping with it, didn't you, and Boy Scouts, too? Yeah, we had Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. We had people in the community. Um, Right now, there's some children in the high school that need some community service hours. So if your child is one of them or you're listening to this and want some help with uh, hours, let me know and we'll find you something to do. That's wonderful. That's great. So what are the different ways people could um, help out in a more distant way? What if they're, you know, working and they're listening to this podcast perhaps in their car? and They're, they're really not into sewing, but they would like to make some kind of donation, even a monetary donation. Do you have some suggestions for that? 
Well, yes. Um, the monetary donations right now would be most helpful because the cost of shipping these dresses has been extremely high. Um, so we are looking outreach to organizations. Um, we're, we're going to be going to talk to the Rotaries to see if we can get some um, donations to pay for the shipping costs. That's great. Um, we also very much appreciate donations of fabric, and we receive lots of those. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we, we work on an extremely limited budget, <laughs> and right now the grant money is kind of on the on the rocks, I mm -hmm. guess you'd say, because the university has suffered so mm -hmm. financially over this past year. Yes. So we do have a grant right now from them, but it's not going to go right. a long way. Could someone call the public library perhaps and find out who to make a check out to and make a donation, Gail? Yes, that would be a wonderful um place to, to, a very safe place to do interactions. In fact, we do library interactions here on, on a daily basis. It's one of the locations where people can come and pick up dresses, drop off dresses. Um, dropping off a check would be wonderful. Uh, Pre-pandemic, we would send the dresses with people going on missions all over the world. Right. But now that we can't, we, have to, we do have to ship them. So yes, any, any donations could be done through the library. If anybody wants information on how to get started sewing a dress, come to the library. Mm -hmm. The library's been wonderful as far as partnering with us to, um, to make this a successful project. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it's, it's a wonderful example of the variety of services that libraries are really getting into. It's more than just checking out a book. Yes. There's so many ways that we can help people in, um, in their life. And in the pandemic, you know, we've been doing copying for people, printing for people. We've been, um, you know, um, doing passport services. But this, to me, is even the most, um, you know, virtuous way we can help out because it's really helping the most underserved people in the world, young girls who may not have the protection that, um, that they deserve. Yes. And it's, it's interesting to think of a dress as a protection. Isn't there a little... Um, a little logo that you put on the dress. And what is the significance of that, Gail? So, yes, there is a label that just says Dress a Girl Around the World, and it goes on every dress on the pocket where it's quite visible. Um, it's actually like a stop sign to predators. This says, this little girl has somebody looking out for her. This little girl has somebody who cares about her, and especially if there's a whole village of little girls wearing the dresses with the, with the logo on them. So we make sure every dress has one on in a visible spot. It has a really a, a, a safety, um, psychologically important safety element yes. to yes. it, yes. besides the modesty. Yeah. That's yes. interesting. We've also received some wonderful photographs back from, with girls mm -hmm. that are wearing the dresses that our women have made. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> amazingly, if I show the pictures to the group, a woman will say, oh, that dress with the hearts on it, that's the one I made. Oh, and wow. the tears right. stream down. There can be nothing like seeing a little girl wearing your dress. With a smile. Yeah. 
with a smile. That's wonderful. And now um, I know you're sending them abroad, but I would think there probably are uh, girls in the country here that might need these dresses as well, and we're pursuing those um, directions, aren't we, Gail? Absolutely, and and we do have many places. We have um, a couple of Indian reservations we're sending them to. We have foster care that we're sending them to. it was suggested that we send them down to the border now with all these children coming in from Mexico and South America and such that are just so destitute. Um, can you think of other places in-house we do? Well, we did a fishing village in Maine. Right. And we sent a large number uh, to Appalachia with a, one of, with the United Methodist Church group. That's That's right. So it's definitely dresser girl around the world, and the United States has just as much need as some of the other countries. So we we absolutely Mm -hmm. keep some in house and Mm -hmm. send some out too. That's great. And as the pandemic winds down, we do have um, sewing machines in the library, don't we, Gail? Yes, we have machines people can use in house in the library, Um, and especially if somebody's looking for something to do on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. um, I can certainly sit here and help you learn how to sew a dress. It only takes Two hours tops to, right. to start to finish. It's a great starter project, really, in some it ways, really to learn is. how to yeah. sew, yeah. which uh, is a nice thing to pass on to another generation. Right. Now, the funny thing is, I remember um, Evie and Gail were very involved in the Underground Railroad quilt that we did a video of a few years ago. So I feel like this is kind of like an outgrowth in a way. It, it sort of dovetails with that yes. project that you guys did a few years ago. Well, The other part of that is that there are not many women who have learned to sew today. (laughs) It used to be in the schools. Right. And we all had learned basic sewing. Yes. But that ended, and so the women that do the make these dresses have always loved to sew. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are so enthusiastic. It, it's just amazing. Um, and the other thing is that I um, refer to them as sewists. Sewists. That's interesting. Because when you write the word sewer, it's not pleasant. Oh, <laughs> it looks okay. like sewer. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so we yes. call ourselves sewists. I hadn't thought of that. Sewists. It's yes. like a poet. Yes. yes. So. Well, I figured you're an economist. Yes. You're yes. a scientist. Right. You a can mathematician. be a sewist. And it, it's yeah. being, sewing really requires some mathematics. Yes. Which I think is interesting. Oh, the mathematics of it is sure. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think handcrafts like sewing and quilting are. I think people are desperate to do more tangible things besides just being clicking into a keyboard all the time. Yes. I think there's a real need for handcrafts. Yes, you're right. And the rebirth of them. And like you say, we used to learn those in school, and that has had to go by the wayside now. And so where else but the library, perhaps, or the church, that you can perhaps learn these skills. And I see them as life skills. Yes. I mean, sewing a button on. Right is something you need to know how to do. Even if you're not doing a big project, you need to, like, fix a hem or sew on a button. Yes, exactly. Fix a rip. Yep. And if you don't know how to use a needle and thread, you're kind of (laughs) up the creek without a paddle. You're right. That's so true. Anything else you'd like to mention as far as the project goes? We're just so looking forward to the library being opened again to the general public so people can come in and 
do the workshops as we had, especially around the holiday time. We had whole families come in and work on this project with us. So, in the meantime, while we're still in that process, um, the dress kits can be picked up at the library at any time we're open. And also, once a month down at the Senior Center in Bridgewater, we have a drop-off pickup. And all this information, I know it's a lot to throw at people, all this information can be um, seen. You can send me an email contact me through the library and I'll get right back to you. Right. We have we we have a presence on the West Bridgewater Public Library website. Yes. And then the Dress a Girl Around the World website is fascinating and people will definitely want to visit that oh. because the video is just precious. It right. truly is. It's amazing to see these children. And can I just make one small correction? Absolutely. I am from Bridgewater, oh, yes. not West Bridgewater. Right. Well, that's what's so great about the public library is it, it includes everyone. Yes. Well, I, I come here quite often, but... Um, yeah, you're part of the Bridgewater community. I don't, br- I don't want my Bridgewater friends to say, what are you, disowning us? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> a lot of, you know, a lot of um, activities, a lot of services are Bridgewater, the greater Bridgewater area. Yes. For instance, the... Um, the Historical Society is all the Bridgewaters. Yes. So it's Bridgewater, East Bridgewater, and West Bridgewater. Yes. And, of course, the libraries work very closely together because we're all in the same network. Right. And exactly. so we like the idea of across boundaries working, you know, if, if we're not open, Bridgewater will be open. If they're not open, West East Bridgewater, you know, that you can use your library card at all these different libraries, and we're, we try to be supportive of all the libraries. Yes. And all the services provided in all the towns because one town can't do it all. No. And we all need to help each other out. Well, thank you so much. This has been so informative and so inspiring. And uh, good luck with more more of your projects. And we do look forward to opening up probably this summer. I think we're going to be much more open. Okay. And so people should be watching the website, listening to the podcasts, and um, keeping an ear to the ground in terms of when you can... Um, have a social experience with a dresser girl, not just a home experience. Yeah, that, right. that's, that's right. I feel that's an important area um, to take into consideration, right. even though our women have stepped up and been very busy and very enthused. Mm-hmm. I know they look forward to sitting together and chatting while yes. they sew. And men and boys can do this too. Oh yes. I'd like to I'll make sure that that point is made that uh, men are interested as well and that it's, it's nice to encourage both um, right. genders right. to get involved. Right. Everyone can make a difference in a young girl's life. Oh, that's so, such an important point to make. Well, when our Mandela students, scholars... Oh, talk about that a little bit. ...were here, um, which wasn't this summer, it was the summer before, um, they came and spent one of the hottest days of the summer with us learning how to sew dresses. Now, who are the Mandela fellows? They are scholars from all over Africa uh-huh. um, that have been chosen to come to Bridgewater University for, I think it's, well, four weeks oh, wow. to study mm-hmm. and enhance their education. They are from all walks of life. There are there were judges, yes. lawyers. Definitely professional oh. professionals coming oh, to yes. the United States. Yes. Men and women. Men and women. Men and women. Seven of the men made dresses that oh, day. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Right. right. And, and they were so tickled holding yes. it up and yeah. having their photos. And they all brought dresses back to their home countries. Wonderful. Yes. And um, 
stayed in touch with many of them. Yes. And we're looking forward to them coming back again, too, because that's, that's great. a great resource as and well. The, the personal connection, I'm sure, means yes. such a difference. Yes. yes. Well, so. we just sent two boxes of dresses, one to um, Cameroon and one to Nigeria, with 100 dresses in each box, wow. and they were Mandela scholars that we had uh -huh. met and became and stayed friendly with. Great. And we sent them there. Through them. That's um, great. But the cost was exorbitant. Yeah, that's yeah. where we need help is the shipping and, yes. Yes, and yeah. the materials. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm sure people listening will want to join in in whatever way they can. That so thank you wonderful. so much for your comments and your insight. Thank um, you. Evie DeLutis and Gail McCarthy. And until next time, happy reading and come to the library. You'd be surprised at the number of services that we provide our community. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>